seemed very poised. That first drive in the huddle, he just seemed poised, seemed relaxed, seemed confident in himself. But at the same time, you can still see that swag. And I feel like when you can see that swag in your quarterback, that, that swag can um, be contagious to the whole team, not just the offense, but the whole team. So we are back with a, another episode of the Pot of Aggie Land with your host, yours truly, Chase Lane, number two in the field, number one in y'all's hearts. So um, let's get back into it. So uh, how was our weekend? Um, pretty good. Came out with the dub. Much needed dub, I feel like, after um, an embarrassing loss for our program um, versus App State. And actually, that loss actually uh, lost us college game day for this game against Miami. So... Um, that wasn't too fun because we were supposed to get college game day this uh, past weekend. But um, a bounce back win, to say the least, I believe. Um, offense not really quite where we want it to be yet, but I feel like we're heading in the right direction with um, what we're trying to accomplish and, and, and what we're trying to do for the rest of the season. So uh, I think the guys came out ready to compete. And I think guys, like I said in the last episode, guys are really um, locked into the task at hand and um, people were really, really eager to go out there and compete, and I feel like we did just that. Um, no matter the adversity we saw throughout the game or leading up to the game with all the uh, media buzz and everything with in regards to who was going to be quarterback, but um, I feel like we um, we got the job done at the end of the day. Um, a win's a win, so um, can't complain too much about that. Uh, let's go around the world and college football. So to start, we had Oklahoma and Nebraska, um, an old rivalry that has gone back decades, plenty of decades, and it was fun to see that as a college football fan, see them um, bring that rivalry back and play it in Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, OU came out fast, and they finished stronger. Like I said in a couple episodes previous, I feel like those guys are really starting to rally around um, Coach Venables and what they're trying to accomplish down there in Norman. So um, I feel like that was a good good win for them before going into SEC, uh, not SEC play, excuse me, Big 12 play. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, they have Texas coming up soon. So that that's going to be an exciting game, I feel like, for them. So um, Dylan Gabriel, he looked good. Marvin Mims, Theo Weiss, um, Braden Willis, he threw a touchdown. So they were just having fun out there, just throwing the ball around. So it was good to see them uh, get a win. And also, it was funny, um, my old head strength coach, Coach uh, Schmitty, he was, they had posted a video of them dancing in the locker room, and I had seen him in the video dancing, so I thought that was pretty funny, and I'm just really happy for him because I know he, he's he been at OU for his almost his whole career, so um, it's good to see him just having fun and just um, doing what he loves to do. Washington over Michigan State. So, yeah, I didn't see, I didn't see Washington uh, winning that over Michigan State. I feel like they have a good program over at Michigan State, so um, you know, just kind of it just happens. Like I said, when the App State lost with us, man, it just happens. Life happens, and um, you never think it can be you until it's you. So, um, yeah, Washington. I know they had had success, um, and kind of like in that twenty sixteen to twenty eighteen, they kind of had like a little run with some teams. I think they even made the like a really good bowl game, if not playoff, one year. So, uh, yeah, that's a good win for Washington. Moving on, Oregon uh, beat BYU. Uh, I feel like that was good for Bo Nix's confidence, you know, just getting a win in their home stadium. 
Um, I think they're still trying to find their identity as a team under the new head coach and Dan Lenning. But, um, yeah, a good win from Oregon and a quality, opponent, a quality opponent in BYU because BYU was number 12 in the country, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, yeah, it's a good win for them at home with their home crowd. So um, hopefully they can uh, stay on the right track going forward. And freaking F State wins in a damn Hail Mary. Like, that's – you can't, you can't like – you know how you have those teams, like, in – in uh in the NCAA basketball tournament that are just like the Cinderella team and they just get the wins and they just keep on winning. Like right now, like App State is giving me like St. Mary vibes. St. Vincent Saint, it was St. Vincent, St. Mary's, whatever it was, but you know that team that they had in the last March Madness tourney. I'm just getting those vibes from them. And um yeah, man, just congrats to App State, bro. I'm not gonna speak too much on App State. I'm tired of having to mention their name all the time, but uh, congrats to F-State on the crazy victory. But uh, moving on to us, um, like I said earlier, we got the dub, 17-9. Uh, we were able to hold a very uh, fluid and um, confident offense to uh, not score a touchdown. So that's I think that's pretty good for our defense. Like I've always said, uh, our defense is um, second to none, I believe, in the country. So um, it was just fun to just see how – the fans just rallied around us, and even after a loss like that, selling out in this game and having the third highest attendance um, in a non-conference game in, in Kyle Field history. So it just goes to show you um, how our fans rallied behind us, and no matter what the situation is, win or lose, uh, they were camping out for tickets after the F-State game for the Miami game, and um, they showed up, and they were definitely a factor in the win. So um, just a special Thank you to all the fans out there who just showed us support from home or if you were in Kyle Field. Um, definitely helped us get the win, I believe. The difference between day games and night games are extremely different. So uh, let me just take you through it, for example. So our Fridays are extremely different. So after we do our walkthrough for a, like a night game, after we do our walkthrough, we'll go to team dinner as always, but then we get to go see a movie. So um, on Friday, we actually went and saw Top Gun, and I, I had already seen it, and I think it's one of the greatest movies ever made, but uh, we went and saw Top Gun. Uh, guys really enjoyed it. They'll have like ICs and like popcorn and like all these snacks like lined up for us, and it's, it's a pretty cool deal. Um, we get like three movie theaters, and you can go whichever movie theater you want to go to. Um, and then after the movie, we load the buses, we go to the hotels, and instead of having like all those meetings that we would have on a Friday night if we had like a Saturday day game, we have those. We only have one meeting with Coach Fisher, and then our curfew is at 11 o'clock. So you'll be done with your night around 8.30. So guys can just chill, like your family members can come, just like, you know, just say that the last good lucks before they see you tomorrow at the game. Um, it kind of just feels like you're on like a, like a mini vacation because we stay at such a nice hotel in the Stella hotel. So, um, yeah, but then we come up Saturday, you can wake up a little later. So for this game, I woke up about like around nine 30, um, went to breakfast, um, did our team walk at 10 AM. And then that's when you kind of start having your meeting. So we had special teams meeting and then we had another offensive meeting and we were done at around like 1130. Then we get lunch, which isn't mandatory, but I went and got me like a little rice bowl. It was fun. It was good. It was really good. And then uh, we had chapel at 3.30. So I was able to go to get like a little downtime after lunch. I uh, went to chapel, got a good message from 
um, our team chaplain, and then we had our chair drill and our another meeting, and then we loaded the buses to go to the um, to the stadium. But I, for one, I'm I'm really a fan of the night games because it just feels like you have more time to prepare and to like get mentally and physically um, ready to go play a game. But um, I mean, I'm a fan of any game besides 11 a.m. games because it's way too early. We have to wake up at like six in the morning. So um, if all our games could be at nighttime, that'd be amazing for me. So, you know, I didn't want to disclose any information about who was going to be starting quarterback for us in this game. Uh, you know, hands and max, hands and max, hands and max. Um, and so at the beginning of last week, hands and max were actually splitting reps with the ones. And that kind of went on until Wednesday. And then Wednesday, that's when we kind of saw Max starting to get like more of the reps, the ones. And then um, we kind of used like Thursday. It's like, okay, he's going to start. So Max got the ones, uh, got the ones reps on Thursday. So uh, we knew he was going to be the name starter. They never like made like an announcement to us about it or anything, but um, we kind of knew like what the deal was and what they were going to do. So um, like I said, I was going to be confident and, and I was going to trust whoever we put out there on Saturday. And um, I feel like Max performed very well, um, despite all of the the media attention and the negative attention in regards to Haynes and everything. So I feel like Max really carried himself like a true veteran, a true SEC veteran at that. And um, he came out here poised, and um, he was just having fun. He even said in his um, post-game presser that he was just really just having fun out there, just competing with the guys. So I mean, that's all you can ask for in your quarterback. When approaching a game plan, when you have a quarterback change, it's not necessarily like a anything you have to kind of do differently, but it's more so just like a business thing because we go through camp and we go through – and Max was here in the spring too, so that helped a lot because we were able to see like a lot of Max and like a lot of Haynes. So um, having him in the spring and then having him during fall camp, um, it wasn't like anything drastic like it was last year because – we kind of knew who our starting quarterback was going to be last year. We like, cause it was Haynes versus Zach, but we knew Haynes was going to get the job because Haynes was getting all the reps with the one. So when Zach got thrown in there against Colorado kind of just hit everybody by surprise. And it took people that while to uh, adjust, but there wasn't any adjustment. I don't feel like from any of the skill guys, cause we had already taken so many reps with uh, Max during camp and things like that. So uh, nothing in by that. Ooh, yeah. And you know, just, I know it can be hard. I've never been in the position that Haynes has been in in terms of like um, losing your spot and, you know, and things like that. So um, I don't want to have that conversation with him and act like I know where he's coming from because because uh, I don't know where he's coming from. But at the same time, um, I do feel like I'm a good teammate. So um, I offer I mean, obviously, I've talked to Haynes about it. I'm not going to get into all the all the details, but, you know, just having his back, making sure he's okay on his end, and, you know, just letting him know that my end is always open um, to him, not only as a teammate, but as a friend, because uh, me and Haynes are actually friends off the field. So, you know, um, if you if you have social media, you were able to hear about um, the four players that we had suspended prior to the game. I actually didn't hear about it until the next morning, Saturday morning, when I went to breakfast and when I went down there, people were like, like, did you hear what happened? And I'm just like, no, I was knocked out. Like, what's the deal? And so, you know, some of my teammates had told me had, uh, what had happened and who had left. Um, and it's, it's so hard because those guys are so talented. 
Um, just those four in particular are so talented. They were highly touted recruits coming out of high school. So um, they obviously could have helped a lot in the game. And I don't want to make any excuses for anybody because I could sit here and say, oh, they're freshmen, oh, they're young, um, they'll get it. But at the same time, there has to be, as a leader, there has to be some accountability. So um, even though I do feel for those guys and, you know, they, they weren't trying to just be rebels and, you know, just young, 18, 19 years old, you know, just still figuring it all out. But at the same time, uh, I do respect Coach Trisha's decision in uh, sitting them, you know, just uh, letting them know, like, hey, like, that's not going to fly here. And, and Coach Fisher's still trying to establish a culture here, especially with those young guys. So um, I respect what he did, but I also do feel for those guys because I know they would have loved to play in the game like that, in an atmosphere like that um, in Kyle Field. So hopefully this is the only problem that they'll ever have with that, and um, they'll never be suspended going forward in their tenure here and playing at a and All right, so moving on to the game, let's start with the first half. Um, offense kind of got off to a slow start. Uh, first drive of the game, he had plays of 16 yards, 5 yards, 13 yards, and the drive ended in the field goal. And uh, just coming out the side, like we just felt like we were moving the ball. On that first drive, we felt like we were moving the ball, getting it down the field. Um, I feel like if Vaughn would have caught it, he would have walked in the end zone. But, you know, it, it happens. Uh, he ended up scoring a touchdown for us, but he could have had two touchdowns at that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I wish we had that first drive back because I, I felt like it would have been um, a really good confidence was not only for Max, but as a, as a whole offense if we were able to score in that first drive. But, um, you know, points are points. We walked out with three points to get on the board first, so can't argue with that. Um, that drive felt kind of differently than other drives. It, it just felt like, like – I felt like in the first two games, like in our first drives, we came out flat, you know, just trying to just run the plays. but. I feel like this week guys actually had like intention of like executing the plays to like the fullest capability. Um, and you could just feel like, I feel like the crowd could feel it too. Like we were like really into it and like trying to get the ball down the field. And like every time we got a first down, like you can even look at the sidelines, like coach Coley and coach Fisher, like they were doing fist bumps and stuff. So I'm just like, Oh yeah, like everybody lit. So yeah, that, that was a really fun first drive for everybody. My first impressions of, Max, as my starting quarterback, was that he seemed very poised. And you could tell that he's been there before. Um, because, you know, he, he was a starting quarterback at LSU last year. And so he's been through the fire. Uh, he's been in those in those, in those those rocky environments. And you could just tell from pregame to warming up to that first drive in the huddle, he just seemed poised, seemed relaxed, seemed confident in himself. But at the same time, you could still see that swag. And I feel like when you can see that swag in your quarterback, that that swag can um, be contagious to the whole team, not just the offense, but the whole team. So um, I, I saw Max confident, um, really out there, just ready to make plays for us. And um, I feel like he played, he played, he played his tail off, and um, he did what he all he could do to uh, get us to victory. So moving on to special teams, which I don't really talk about a lot, um, we had a huge, humongous play that uh, actually led to us scoring our first touchdown of the game in LJ Johnson. So we always stress about how um, special teams can, can win you a game or lose you a game. And, and hopefully, and luckily in our favor, um, it, won, it, it helped us win the game. Uh, we punted it. They muffed it. Our cover team was down there, made a play, got us the ball in the, in the tight zone. And this one play in, came out and scored and got points on the board and went up 
uh, 10-0. So I think that was really big for us and, you know, just really gave us some momentum going forward. We lose we lose Brian George. We lose Damani Richardson in the first quarter. Um, a lot of a lot of controversy on the Damani one. And you could even say a lot of controversy on on the two plays that um, I was on the ball at. You could have those could have been PIs. I think um, Miami was holding like crazy. That uh, you know, just I feel like sometimes we just get the bad refs. But um, the, I think the Brian George. I think that was targeting. But um, the Monies, I don't really think that was targeting. Um, it didn't. It didn't really seem like it. But uh, you know, it's it is what it is. It, uh, luckily, it didn't. Um, leads us in a loss because having a player like Damani off the field is um, a big void and a big hole to, to fill. So luckily our guys were able to come in and step up and make plays for us on the defensive end. All right, so moving on to halftime, um, the score was 10 to 3, I'm not mistaken. Um, we, of course, we wanted more points on the board, not necessarily where we wanted to be offensively. We felt like we kind of, we left some plays out there and, um, you know, no one's really content with having that low of a score when you when you know that you should be up higher. So um, the message at halftime from Coach Fisher was really just to, you know, just come out fast, um, you know, just stay locked in, like just try to keep trusting and keep trusting it. Um, it'll happen for us. It'll happen for us. Um, nobody was in a panic mode. Uh, we felt pretty secure that we were going to get the win. I feel like at halftime, we just needed to put more points on the board at that point. But um yeah, the message to the team basically was just to go finish. Like we, we felt like we had dealt with so much adversity in in just seven days alone, in, in the past seven days that we were really like we we deserved to win um, against a quality opponent in Miami because they were ranked higher than us. So we just went like the message was to just finish, man. Just go out there and finish. Um, don't be the reason that this team's going to lose. So uh, I think everybody adapted that mindset coming out in the second half and. Uh, it led us to victory. So, like I said, just trying to finish. Come out in the second half. Uh, Devon Chain, he opens it up with a touchdown catch. Um, Vaughn finished with 88 yards rushing, 42 yards receiving, and a touchdown. Um, he's so important for this team, man. Um, not only offensively, but you see him on special teams, returning kicks, um, getting long kickoff returns. Um, you see him in pass pro when he's blocking. I feel like he's really evolved in that part of his game and in, in his pass pro and his protection. But he does so much for this team's confidence and this team's just playmaking ability, period, that um, if you have a guy like Devon A. Chain on your team, you feel very blessed. But if you don't have a guy like Devon A. Chain on your team, then you feel very uh, desperate to get one. So, um, yeah, he's he's such a, 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 a reliable asset that we have on our team. He's just continuing to grow as a player, um, coming in and being the Orangeville MVP in his freshman season. Um, not many can say they did that while being a two-sport athlete and an All-American on the track. So um, his impact is definitely felt in every game. And uh, I know for certain I'm very lucky to have him on my team. Um, so when he scored, um, putting up put, – when he scored, it put us up 17-3. Uh, a little more security, I feel like. Um, defense was obviously doing their job. They were not able to punch any points in. Um, besides uh, field goals, so defense was doing their job. Um, more of the story: we we were we weren't able to get any more points on the board. Struggled for the rest of the way. Um, I think that was the only part that was disappointing about the win. Just coming in after the game and just like, damn, like, we only lost, like we only won seventeen to nine. Like when we know we could have put up at least thirty, forty points. So um, you know, I think that just goes back to just 
it's it's it's, it's funny because in football and in any sport really like it's always just going back to the fundamentals and just going back to the practice field or the gym or whatever sport you're playing but as an athlete like you really just have to dial back to how you how you how you're practicing because how you're practicing is gonna um essentially be how you're gonna play on saturday on during the game so um yeah i i know that we could at least put up 30 40 points man and, and i know everybody wanted to have a big win but a win's a win and i know for certain that we're gonna have to tighten things up because we're going into sec uh play next week in arkansas and they're a, a really quality opponent um, I know they got some juice from last year when they beat us for the first time in like seven years, but um, no shot at them. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's going to be a fun atmosphere. We're going to be in Jerry's World in Dallas. Um, I think this year and next year are the last two years that we're playing them in uh, Cowboy Stadium. So I know that both teams are going to want to uh, make the most out of that tradition and, and that opportunity. But um, I'm really confident that this offense especially is going to continue to just knock on wood, not knock on wood, but just keep on knocking down, chop, chopping down wood to um, get the offense rolling because we have the playmakers, we got the scheme. Um, it just all comes back to execution and just how we're executing it in practice. So um, just, you know, just going back to the practice field tomorrow, uh, watching the film in Arkansas, getting the looks from the Scott team um, tomorrow on Monday, and, you know, just going from there, just taking it a day at a time, a day at a time, play at a time, situation at a time. So that's all you can really do. Um, but this, this man, I just want to just commend our defense, man. They've, they've been doing their job in, in all of our games so far, I believe, um, holding teams to no touchdowns and only field goals. And then even if there are scoring touchdowns, only like one or two a game. So, uh, big ups to our defense. I know we're going to need them, um, the rest of the way for sure. Like I said, going in the SEC play, but, um, yeah, man, I, I wouldn't want to, have any other defense out there, I, I got the most trust in them out of everybody. So um really appreciative for our defense. All right, so after the game, you know, Doves, Doves, the locker room is always the, the best part of the celebration um, when you're celebrating a victory. So uh, we actually had like 150 recruits um, come in for this game. So obviously getting a win in front of them, uh, is good for our program. So, you know, we had the speakers going. Uh, there's actually a video, like, going around on Twitter of me dancing in the locker room. Um, and I saw it yesterday. So it was pretty cool seeing that. I forgot to add what happened to me before the game. So, all right. So Saturday morning, I wake up and I slept phenomenal, number one. And this is why I'm so mad about it. Slept so soundly. Woke up, uh, I felt like my throat was kind of like scratchy and kind of dry and whatnot. So, you know, you know what you do when you wake up, you go and brush your teeth. So I'm brushing my teeth before I go to breakfast and I yawn as I'm looking in the mirror. And I see like white, like pus, like streaks in the back of my throat. And I'm like, like what? And I know because I know I've had strep throat before, so I'm like, like, there's no way in the hell like I got strep throat before this game. And so I'm texting my trainers, and I'm like sending them pictures of it. I'm like, y'all think I have strep? And they were like, ah, yeah, you could. So I had to go downstairs to the training room. Um, they actually started me on the antibiotic. 
um, that morning and I was taking pills throughout the day. Um, I took like six pills before the game. I had like, I was fatigued the whole day. I was just trying to sleep like before chapel, obviously. But yeah, that was, I've never had to go through that before. And um, that really sucked because when I was tired, I was tired, like for real. And actually, look, I got my prescriptions right here. Still trying to just knock it out. I'm not knocking out of me. But yeah, man, that was certainly not fun. Waking up with strep throat. Um, didn't think it was going to be anything like that. But, you know, um, was able to do my part in um, helping this team win. So that's all I can that's all I can be happy about. But, you know, you heard it here first. I want to say thank you to everybody who tuned in for a recap of the Miami game and another episode to be part of Aggieland, starring your host again, Chase Lane. Um, appreciate all my people at Permian Media, and just thank you for all the support. Peace. Perfect.